It is our birthright to experience all of this, which doesn't mean that life is going to be perfect. We're always going to be tested. We're always going to be called forward. We're always going to be pulled into our highest expression. Welcome, magical woman, to the Priestess Path podcast, embodied wisdom for cosmic connection. I am your host, Katie Moriarty, and I am a priestess initiator, a divine feminine oracle, an embodiment and leadership mentor. I do not believe we came here to do this alone. And the path of the priestess to me in this lifetime means claiming our full inheritance to all the gifts that we have accrued for many lifetimes of this work. We get to have it all. Sisterhood, magic, union, playfulness, wealth and abundance, full expression, and our divine purpose. And this is the place where all of you is welcome. So let's dive in. The priestess in me sees the priestess in you. Hello, beautiful people, and welcome to the Priestess Path Embodied Wisdom for Cosmic Connection. I am Katie Moriarty, and I am so excited to be sharing this space with you today and taking you on a journey of what my introduction to and connection to the path of the priestess was really like, how it all began, the journey that I went on, the challenges that I overcame, and really what my definition of what the path of the priestess is. And so I'm really excited to be sharing this space with you and so excited to announce that this is my first ever (laughs) podcast recording. And um, it's something that's really been on my mind and my heart for a really long time. And um, so I'm celebrating the fact that I'm here and I'm, I'm able to share this with you. And I wanted to create this space because I am a podcast fiend. I love listening to them. I love hearing people's stories and perspectives. And so I wanted to create an amazing and beautiful space for, you know, cosmic embodied women who are on the journey of of divine feminine reclamation to be able to see themselves through the lens of another, to have insights into their own powerful journey and destiny, and to find a space that feels like home where they feel fully understood. And so here we are. And so let's, let's dive in. The priestess path, this is a topic that I think a lot of people find deeply mystifying. It's something that people may feel drawn to on a soul level, but not really know what the path of the priestess actually means, what that what that journey is truly all about. And I feel like the word can carry an intimidating sort of energy for some people where they might associate like actually speaking about my own journey. I remember when I really first started stepping onto this path of divine feminine reclamation, I very much felt connected to the archetype of the empress and I did not feel um, super connected to the archetype of the priestess. And so I remember thinking the priestess like, ill church religion like so not my vibe she's boring she's like gotta stick up her ass that kind of thing um (laughs) which is obviously so not a reflection of what the priestess is but for me at that stage of my journey I resonated with the empress fertile abundant magnetic you know creator of life and that felt like a really juicy and delicious archetype for me to lean into And uh, at that point in my journey, I really felt like I looked like the empress on the tarot card. I can't remember what the name of the traditional tarot card deck is, but you know, this, this woman sitting on her throne, I was super voluptuous. I was very much in my feminine energy. And I was like, this is so me. And the priestess is just a boring, basic bitch. And uh, I laugh about that now because as my journey's evolved, (laughs) 
And I've moved into more of that archetype of the priestess and really deeply connected with what that means for me. It kind of is comical to think that that was my perception back then. So, you know, really just diving into what does the priestess mean for us? What is, what is the definition of it? If we want to put it in a box, which I never like to. And for me, the way I like to think about and, and play with these topics is I really trust my feminine intuition and wisdom. So oftentimes it is something I can't fully describe. And I, one thing that I've learned on this journey of reclaiming the priestesshood for myself is that I don't need to give explanations to people to make them understand something on a logical um, level that is not logical. I don't ever need to feel the pressure to be able to logically explain to people who are never going to meet me in this place what these things mean. I know what they mean to me. I have an embodied ancient wisdom. I have access to a field of infinite data and information and magic that I can draw from at any given time. And as long as I feel in my being, in my body, what that is, it requires no explanation. So just dropping that in as a little permission slip, because I think as women, we really get um, caught up in this whole notion of, and this is one of the core feminine wounds that I see women deal with. We get caught up in this notion of, I need to be right because I'm going to be proven wrong. And when I'm wrong, um, I'm humiliated. I'm ashamed. I'm uh, rejected from society. And it's this patriarchal dominating like energy that I think a lot of us have experienced, not just in this lifetime in reality, but in many past and parallel lifetimes. So, you know, first things first is give yourself permission to be in your channel, in your wisdom, in your magic without needing to explain that to anyone, explain yourself or be able to define it in these human terms of logic, because it's so vast and magical and undefinable. We never need to try and explain ourselves to people that are so not on our level in that way. And so my story with this was I, I went through a big spiritual awakening in 2015. Um, and but prior to that, I think I'd always been interested in the mystical and the magical, but growing up in an extraordinarily um, religious household and like a Christian family background, I'd had this fear of anything mystical, magical in like in that kind of cosmic realm, because I'd always been told that was like the gateway to hell pretty much. And so I kind of, I was interested. I remember getting a tarot reading when I was maybe like 11 years old. And I don't know how this even happened. I was with someone, one of my friend's mums who worked in this arcade and, there was this fair going on, this spiritual fair, and I had some pocket money and I got a, a reading from this woman who told me all this stuff, which I found really activating. And then there was this big part of me that was like, oh, I'm going to be in trouble. Like I'm naughty. Um, something I've done something wrong. And so I always had this interest and it always felt like, you know, when you watch, maybe you watch Harry Potter when you were younger, I would watch that and go, I totally get what he's all about. Like there's this whole other magical world and I feel like I have all these powers, but I don't know how to access it. It felt so familiar. And so um, in 2015, I went through this massive spiritual awakening and I just felt this deep connection to something so much bigger than me drop into my body, into my heart. And I started to explore things like more working with crystal medicine and 
you know, really looking to open my heart. I remember looking for on YouTube, like things that would expand my consciousness, open my heart. And I didn't really know necessarily what that meant or what that really truly looked like. But um, just feeling this uh, connection to something greater than myself and something that wanted to come through my being, that wanted to open me up to God, open me up to source, open me up to the magic and mystery of the universe. And so I started exploring with the crystal healings and then I started doing moon ceremonies just by myself. And I'd moved to Sydney at this point in time and moved in with a couple of girls who were a similar age. And I just remember them thinking I was completely batshit crazy. Like I would do these moon ceremonies and I would burn things in the backyard and I'd be talking to the animals and the magpies would all fly into the yard when I was out there. And they were like, you're a witch, you're a witch. And I eventually would like convince them to come to the beach and do these moon ceremonies with me. And just like, I felt this deep connection to, to magic, to nature, to um, something so much bigger than me. And that kind of was a gateway that opened up so much in terms of manifestation and learning about, you know, elevating consciousness. And I was just always, and I was still working in a very corporate capacity at this point in time. But everywhere I went, I was in my car a lot driving between appointments. I'd be listening to these, these, you know, anything I could find on YouTube or, um, online that would speak to connecting with, you know, God, with this greater power. And when I say God, like as I've expressed, I, I really refer to source. I refer, refer to the, the goddess, God, creatrix, creator, like the divine power that exists and resides in the universe that I believe we co-create with in this life that is part of us and we are part of it. Not necessarily speaking about like the religious aspects of God, but ultimately my belief is like within certain threads, they're all kind of one and the same. And we just have different perspectives through which we connect with and see this. And so... I was seeking, I was seeking, seeking, seeking something bigger than myself. And, um, I just remember that I kept having this deep calling to live my purpose. And I'm not going to go fully into that today. Cause I feel like it's a story for another day. We'll never get finished here, but I felt this deep calling to explore my purpose. And, and I ended up quitting my job and I decided to go traveling for a year. I had this big, strong calling that I needed to go traveling for a year. I was going to find myself. I was going to find my purpose, which took a tremendous amount of courage. And I was guided by all these messages and synchronicities from spirit. And I kept, I was absolutely terrified to make this huge giant leap of faith, but I just kept getting this big, yes, this big green light, this big go for it. Like every single omen along the way was affirming, do this thing that terrifies you and your whole world is going to open up, which it did. And so I ended up going to Costa Rica um, and learning about healing and learning about um, multidimensionality and all of these things that had never been really like a huge part of my experience. And at that time, I remember being quite overwhelmed by the conversations that were taking place with people around me in this community that I had inadvertently found myself in because I felt very 3D, if you want to call it that. I was like so overwhelmed. I remember sitting there one day and being like, spirit, I, what the F am I doing here? And the message I got was you are the bridge. You're the bridge. And your role is so important because you're still so connected to that world, that people that you're going to serve are in and you can see the other side. And so I really sat with that. And, you know, as I was in this magical jungle in Costa Rica, co-creating with all these amazing people, my gifts got really 
massively activated like and my consciousness just blew open in a very short space of time so my light language started channeling through and I started channeling these codes and energies that honestly like just lit my body up I felt like this ancient wisdom and connection to something deeply powerful moving through my being and coming through me and you know I started healing doing working with people in in healing them and I had like people that had been doing this work for a really long time having these crazy profound experiences with me telling me like wow I've never shifted this pattern physical pain has left my body after 20 years and I was like wow like I don't know what this energy is that's moving through me like I know it's pure I know it's divine I can't credit myself with necessarily understanding what's taking place here, but like this feels like my true purpose. This feels like the highest expression of me. This feels like who I truly am. I finally feel like I'm where I'm meant to be doing what I'm meant to be doing. After what felt like a lifetime of feeling disconnected from myself, my purpose, my reason for being. And so, you know, with that, I ended up traveling around South America, North America, and then Bali and and ultimately Sri Lanka before coming home to Australia. So I spent almost a year um, in 2019 traveling the world and I really felt like I I started to drop into this deep feminine energy. So I'd been in a very masculine career previously and I started to feel myself drop into this feminine space, which meant I moved into this hugely deep healing portal. So I had all this time and space because I was hardly working And I was in these deep healing places, just following my soul to the places that told me to go, like Sacred Valley in Peru. I spent six weeks there and then I was like, go to Bali. And I spent six months there and then it was like, go to Sri Lanka. And I spent three weeks or something there. And every place held these codes of activation, these really powerful frequencies and energies from the land. And I could feel the versions of myself from past lives that I was co-creating with in these, in these places. And it was really activating to me. I had all this soul memory come through. And as I did this work and I just followed the nudges of my soul, which to me is really a huge part of what this path of the priestess is all about. I, it's like my life just flowed. It was hard and challenging because I was taking big risks and it was very unknown. And I was, um, you know, in deep, deep, deep shadow work, healing work, meeting myself in all my edges, meeting myself in all the depths of emotion I'd never experienced. And I'd always been running away from. And yet I just kept being so abundantly rewarded by spirit. Like I felt these councils of light and army of light just around me all the time, protecting me, leading me, calling me forward, loving me, co-creating with me, playing with me. And my business, which I'd started an online healing business at this time, it just kind of took off in its own way, in its own energy. And I was very abundantly rewarded for the work I was doing, but with heaps of space to actually be in this healing portal and receive from these, you know, different locations geographically and be able to be with myself in a way that I'd never really been. And that being energy is such a big part of that feminine frequency, that feminine part of us, when we're no longer distracted with the everyday hustle and grind, there's actually so much space for us to drop in with ourself, with our higher self, with our spirit and receive that magic, like connect with the magic of life and nature on such a different level. 
And so I had this year where I was just so deeply in that feminine space. And during that time when I was living with Bali, I had this crazy experience where like I'd started to feel these deep energies of goddess moving through me, really feeling this deep connection to Isis and Hathor and Venus and these confirmations that these, you know, beings, these divine archetypes, beings, whatever way you want to look at them, goddesses, these energies um, were flowing through me, just kept coming through. I just kept getting these messages that they were all around me and I was receiving the codes from them, this embodiment, this transformation. And, you know, for, for me, um, and again, this is sort of a story for another time, but my relationship to the feminine throughout my life had not been good. <laughs> I had so much trauma around the feminine. I had a very traumatic relationship with my mom growing up, like very deeply, deeply traumatizing for me. And this huge mistrust was embedded in my being. And actually I had a kinesiology session a couple of days ago and the, the message that came through, like even now after all the work that I've done was there was this belief implanted as an infant, as a baby, that the mother archetype is unsafe and it's a threat to my very survival and well-being. So it's like this interesting paradox that I do the work that I do with women now um, as a healer, as a mentor, as a guide on this divine feminine reclamation path, this priestess path, because it was so the antithesis of what felt safe and true for me growing up. I actually was really afraid of women. Um, I was afraid of friendship with women, intimacy with women, vulnerability with women. And so, you know, as all this, you know, new information is coming through, my body started changing, um, reflecting this work I was doing. I was extraordinarily feminine and voluptuous in my, in my body in a way I'd never been before. And I was like, holy, holy shit. Like I'm really being called to, to step into this path of divine feminine reclamation and ultimately leadership starting with myself, leading myself. And it absolutely petrified me. And so when I was in Bali, I, I booked in to see a, a healer there. And I had this crazy experience where it felt like this true, like deep calling to go and see this person who had been recommended by a friend. And to get there, I had to get to Ubud in Bali. So I lived in Chenggu and I decided like an insane person, like honestly, this is the craziest thing to ride my scooter to Ubud and back for the day. Now, like that might not sound like a huge stretch. I don't know for people that live in Bali. I'd, I'd been living there for some time at this point, but what I didn't realize is what the roads were. <laughs> it's like an hour and a half ride there or something. Like I'm used to just, you know, bopping around Chenggu on my scooter, sometimes over to Seminyak, like, you know, just in my local area. And I go, yeah, I'll go on this mission. I'll just ride my scooter to Ubud. It makes complete sense. And I think I was due to see her at about three o'clock that afternoon. So off I go on my scooter. As I get onto the big, big highways and roads and there's trucks and there's soot and there's like dirt and rocks, like flying at me from every angle. I have nothing on me apart from my little side bag that had like some money in it and my card and no water, no nothing. It's stinking hot, obviously being Bali, sunny. I have no, no like sun protection. I'm wearing a singlet and a, a skirt, a flowy skirt. And I think sandals or something. I get onto this road and I realize like, I feel like I've made a big mistake, but I really want to see this woman while she's in Bali. And it's like, I'm halfway there, so I better keep going. So by the time I get to Ubud, I am like, I 
stink. Like I actually stink. I'm sweating. My I'm covered in dirt. My mouth has dirt in it. I feel completely disgusting. And I pull up and I've got a message from her saying, hey, so sorry, something's come up. Um, I can't see you until eight o'clock tonight. And I'm meant to be driving back this same day. It's an hour and a half. Like sun's going down. It's a very treacherous journey, to be honest. And I'm like, okay, I can't do that because I've literally ridden all the way here from Chengdu to see you. And she was like, sorry, this is like so rare that this happens, but I just, it's like, okay, we have to do it another day. And I was like desperate to see this woman. So I'm like, okay, that's fine. That's fine. I'll see you at eight o'clock tonight. So at this point, I have brought no mobile phone charger. Like, don't ask me why I planned this journey so poorly. I really don't know. But I have no mobile phone charger. So my phone's starting to die. I'm like, I better find accommodation somewhere here in Ubud for the night. So I'm jumping on my phone desperately trying to find something. I book something on Airbnb. They send me a message canceling it and say, actually, someone's rocked up at our door. We're going to take that booking instead. My phone's dying. I'm like literally on the way to their place. My phone dies. I have no idea where I am. I'm in the middle of nowhere, but I see a place that does pedicures. And I'm like, okay, I'll go in there and ask them to charge my phone there. They had this charger that was like the world's worst quality. So it would charge like the tiniest bit in like a 10 minute. So it got up to like two or 3% or something while I was there getting this pedicure. I get my phone on. I managed to find another place to book for the night. It's on the other side of Ubud. So off I go. I finally arrive. It's like seven o'clock at night. I'm starving. I look terrible. And then I've got to like basically check in and go and see this woman. It was a full moon. I'm like, what is going on here? Spirit is really like, <laughs> I think I'm being invited to trust, to really lean in, to trust, 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 trust this journey. And so I check in with the lovely people. Off I go again. I've got no, nothing warm. It's like getting to the evening and I go on this crazy journey down into the valley of Ubud somewhere to go and find this person. I'm absolutely petrified of dogs, especially barley dogs. So I get to this spot. My phone's dead again. I get to the spot that she has. No, my phone is not dead. It's still on with a little bit of battery, but I get to this spot and for some reason my internet just crashes. So even though I've got internet and there's service here, my internet crashes. So I arrive out the front of the building she's told me to get to. There's a barber shop next door and there is all these barley dogs in the street and I'm absolutely beside myself. Barley dogs can be, <clears throat> some of them are beautiful and some of them can be quite fierce and vicious. So I'm like, it's dark. There's all these men in the barber shop and I'm just like, I don't feel safe. I really don't know. And this compound thing that this woman's given me the address to, there's no entry point. I can't get in. So I get on my scooter, I ride up the street, I find a restaurant and I'm like, I'm really sorry, I'm not actually going to eat here. Any chance I can use your Wi-Fi? Very begrudgingly, they gave me their Wi-Fi code and I managed to message her and say, hey, I'm out the front and I can't get in. She came out and brought me in. Long story short, we have this crazy session that was like an hour and a half long and the whole message that's coming through for me is that this path of divine feminine reclamation is calling me forward, this path of the goddess, the priestess, the empress. And it is my role and purpose in this life, two, 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 um, as I'm saying this, it's my role and purpose in this life to support women on the healing of their wombs in the waters, the waters of their wombs and within the waters, the emotional waters, the physical waters. 
And I just felt it like in every single cell of my being. And when we walked out of the, the place at the end of this session, which so much came through about me and my life, my star, like all of, all of, all of my history, all of my history, multiple parallel timelines. I walk out and we have this discussion about how she strongly felt like a huge part of how difficult this journey was for me to get there. It was like this test. It was like an initiation. Was I really that committed? Was I going to show up for it? And I remember riding home and it was a pretty hairy ride home because it's like out in the middle of nowhere. It's very late at night by this point. I'm alone. I'm like, God, help. Like, let, please let my scooter just get me to the next destination. <laughs> and I felt this deep energy like land over my being, over my body dropping in around like just how true this felt for me and how all these pieces of my soul, all these different parts of my ancient wisdom and my knowing were coming back into my body and into my heart and how me being so willing to go after it on this crazy like journey that I'd been on that night was such a big part in my personal reclamation and following my heart and my soul no matter what. And so... That was the beginning where I really said yes to this path of reclaiming what the goddess, the priestess, the empress meant for me, and also being willing to really turn around and face all of my wounds and all of my fears and all of my doubts in relation to the feminine. And such a huge part of this was for me recognizing that if I feared the feminine principle, the goddess, the divine feminine, the mother, I actually rejected and feared part of myself. And so for me to fully come home to myself in all ways, I had to actually heal that wound. And so I've been on that path ever since, and it's been deep. I've been to so many, so many places within myself that have absolutely petrified me. And I've also held space for so many amazing women to do the same within my business. And it's like the deeper I go with myself, the deeper I'm able to hold them and lead them. And it always starts with us and the way that we hold and lead ourselves. There's so much uncertainty. There's so much uncertainty and dark, fertile womb space, you know, that we have to lean into if we really deeply want to connect with the priestess because she'll take us to the underworld. She'll take us to the darkness and the shadows within ourselves to, to help us find acceptance for the parts of ourselves that feel wretched, that feel dark, that feel yuck, that we don't even want to look at. And that to me is actually such a reflection of what the path of the priestess is. It is this ability to meet ourselves in all the places and accept all of it, to really reclaim that feminine principle so that we can live a beautiful, magical, and abundant life. And so when I got home to Australia, I was guided, actually, that I needed to go home and I needed to ground because I'd been on such a big, powerful, activating journey for this whole year. And I was like, now is your time to go home and ground. And in fact, the time at which I arrived back in Australia was December of 2019. And of course, the big C word um, sort of erupted in early 2020, which is exactly when I rented my place in Sydney 
and landed back in Manly in Sydney right before that happened. And so the timing of all of this was so crucial. And again, this is such a big part of the feminine ability to say yes to yourself and listen to your intuition because before I went on that trip in 2019, so many people tried to talk me out of that timing. They were like, wait six months. You're about to make all this money in your career. Everything's lined up. You're in such a good place. Give it six months. And I was like, no, I'm going now. And I did. And I did the full thing, the full year. Every single thing my soul guided me to do in that year, I said yes. And I got back just in time and grounded and anchored into my little haven, you know, before all of that craziness erupted. And so being back in Australia was very jarring after being on this world amazing trip, learning, you know, so much about myself, having all this freedom. So even though I'd been deeply healing, a huge part of this process was I wasn't still having to face myself in normal reality. So I was still able to bypass just a little bit because I didn't have to face my family and my friends and exes and people that had triggered me in the past. I just got to be in my own little space. And so we can only heal so much in that space. So I was called back to Australia. And so this is where my connection with this path of the priestess really opened up. And I had this wild experience where there's a place here in Australia, in Queensland, called Tambourine Mountain. Now, it has a deep connection to my childhood because I spent a lot of time there as a child with my grandparents and my cousins. And I always just felt like it was the most magical place in the world. And still to this day, I love it so much. Like I always like going there for weekends away. I'm always telling my partner I want to go there for lunch. I want to spend the day there. Um, I want to stay there. My favorite pub in the whole world is in Tambourine Mountain. Um, it's called St. Bernard's Hotel and they have these beautiful St. Bernard dogs that roam around the property. And I just think it's the most magical. I've been all over the world and I still love Tambourine Mountain where I spent so much of my childhood with my family. And it's got a very deeply feminine energy in a lot of ways, I feel. And so my auntie and uncle were actually away and they lived on this avocado farm. Like we on a kind of a, an acreage type property, not in a super remote area, but you know, there's not a lot around. There's not a huge amount of neighbors and they were away for some reason. And they invited me to stay at their place while they were away. Now I just gotten back from this trip. I was reeling like, who am I in the world? I don't know anymore. Like I don't fit into who I used to be at all. And I don't really know what my new space is because I'm still surrounded by the same people and things is when I left and I've had this incredible life altering experience and journey and I feel like no one's going to understand me and so I decided to stay at their place for a few nights while they're away I can't I think there was a family event happening or something and anyway I I came across the book uh I'm trying to remember what it's called by Kaya Ra it'll come back to me and I downloaded the audio version of this book and it was all around these channeled messages from the goddesses that I'd been really deeply working with, Isis and Hathor being two of them. And I downloaded this audio book and God knows why I decided to do this on this night. But anyone who knows me knows I'm kind of a massive scaredy cat. I've always been scared of the dark, always since I was a child, probably because I could see so many things that terrified me and also were beautiful, but terrified me. And, um, 
So I don't like staying in places that are remote by myself. I, I've done it a lot because I love travel and adventure, but I actually get quite scared. And so for some un, you know, reason, unbeknownst to me, I decide I'll listen to all these channeled activating <laughs> audios tonight, tonight while I'm here alone in the middle of the bush. So I, I sit down in the lounge room and I go, I felt intuitively drawn in to chapter, I think it was 14 in this audiobook, And it was like, you must start there. And I was like, okay. And so I go to chapter 14 and it's Hathor. It's the chapter of Hathor. And it's all about light language, light codes, and the, the alchemical um, technology that is our throat chakra, which is something I'm very, very, very big on. I support women in activating their voice. I've been on a journey to reclaim my own voice. I genuinely believe that our voices are coded frequencies, are coded medicine, and that we can collapse things, create things, command things with the power of this alchemical technology. So it's something I was very big on. And I was channeling my own light codes and light language and so I go to this chapter and I'm sitting there and I start to listen to it. And as soon as I'm listening to it, I'm seeing myself within the Hathor and Isis lineages in the mystery schools, essentially like an embodiment of both of them in this multidimensional way. So being the mentor and the mentee and how I had trained for lifetimes upon lifetimes upon lifetimes in these priestess mystery schools. And I had all of these codes to share here now on planet earth, all of this soul remembrance to bring through for women through the power of my voice and to activate them into their soul, soul remembrance, their psychic gifts and visions, their highest potentiality, and to, to support them in the quantum field to create the reality that they wanted. So I was having this really crazy experience listening to this message. I always see things very visually and people that work with me in the field tend to really see things visually too. And this was like a whole other level. I was like, I'm literally in like 10 different timelines net right now, watching different versions of myself doing all these different things. So it was pretty trippy and I'm there on my own and it's dark and it's remote and there's lots of wind on the mountain. And all of a sudden something really spoke to me. And the lights in the house flicked on and off three times. And I was like, holy shit, this is legit. Like, and it didn't feel for someone that's a big scaredy cat. It didn't feel, it felt very pure. And I was like, I just know they're communicating with me. Like, this is not scary. It's not dark. It's not wrong. It's actually like, they're just, this is a confirmation. And I felt so safe. And then the lights on the, the TV turned itself on three times. And I was like, holy moly, this is a wild, I'm having a wild experience. And I was just really being with what was there. Eventually I decided to go to bed and I went into the bedroom and I was still listening to this audio because it goes for a long time. I was absolutely drawn in. I was loving the activation and the light beside the bed, the lamp flicked on and off three times. And I just felt this deep emotion and knowing like so supported, so activated. So once again, in my truth, like I'm where I'm meant to be. This is who I truly am. And it felt beautiful. It felt like confirmation. It just felt like this embodied wisdom unlocking through my cells, through my DNA, through 
my field and I was like reclaiming all of this lost art and medicine and wisdom and it just felt like a hundred percent my true north and so when I then moved to Sydney and grounded myself there I spent about 12 months where I was downloading and channeling all these programs and offers for women and healing and I would share a lot of like transmissions online and I was really growing a following in my business but what this path took me into was once again a very deep healing portal and there was a lot of stuff happening in the outside world and part of my initiation was healing a lot of collective wounds feminine wounds um healing a lot of healing and releasing a lot of rage, a lot of religious shame, um, and trauma, a lot of sexual shame and trauma. And so I'd have these periods where I would be being held by Isis and Hathor and walked through these initiations and these healings and literally would just like lie in bed for two days as all of this emotion stored trauma patterns, information, data, hurt would shift like out of my physical being I actually felt like I was in physical pain I'd be writhing in pain and it just felt so overwhelming there was so many times where I was like I can't do this like I can't keep going with this it feels like too much and yet as I would go through these big huge portals it felt like these medicine journeys even though there was no actual medicine involved I would then come out the other side and feel clear and feel connected and feel like I'd shifted and transmuted so much, um, not just for myself, but for, for humanity. And I'm not suggesting that like, I'm the person that's come to save the world. I think we're all doing this work all the time together, but it felt like this huge collective release that was moving through my physical body. And so since then I have been deep in this work, deep in this space. And I have circled through different elements of the feminine and masculine healing over and over again. And I'll be sharing in future episodes more around the masculine side of things as well, because it's such an important part of our work. But, you know, this, this, this path that called me forward, it really called me into my true purpose and destiny because I've created this epic, amazing business where I heal and coach and mentor women that are that are magical women that are on this path of divine feminine reclamation in all areas of their life and it's really the work I've done myself over the last several years and the places I've led myself that enables me to lead them powerfully so all of our journey truly has a purpose and when I tune into this you know, frequency of the priestess, you know, to, to come back around to the definition of it. To me, it's our connection to God. It's our connection to spirit. We are the channel of light between the earth, deeply connected to nature and rooted in this physical reality. And we draw this cosmic, powerful God source energy down through from the heavens into the earth. And through that, you know, this portal that we create and this devotional path that we walk we heal the earth and we create a new reality and we create new timelines and we reclaim our power and our gifts, our multidimensionality and that, you know, the truth that we are not just human beings and we are not just energetic beings. I see a lot of people bypass this physical reality because it's too painful to be here or they feel like it's not important. 
and they want to be off in the ether and then I see a lot of people that can't connect with that and they fear it and they just want to be on the earth and I'm like to me the priestess path and the magic truly happens when we allow ourselves to play between both of those realms that's where the magic is truly created that's where this world becomes our playground and we realize our power as infinite creators and you know, something that I think is unique in terms of my perception of the priestess path and something I'm always hammering home to the women I work with is I remember being in a channeling session with Hathor and to me, these beings, goddesses, energies, I never look at them as some kind of superior outside entity that we give our power away to and they tell me what to do or like my soul team tells me what to do. I'm like, I'm, I'm the, I'm the team, you know, like, and they co-create with me and I'm deeply grateful and they're iterations of me because all of these divine feminine entities, goddesses, beings are iterations of the divine mother, different expressions of that one true source of power. And so I never like to give power away to them, but I feel like working with those different archetypes gives us such a beautiful opportunity to have different aspects of us awakened and to co-create with that that is beyond the physical realm that is the metaphysical realm and so in this channeling session that I did with Hathor the like the the downloads that came through were so potent around this lifetime you know the priestesshood the lineages the mystery schools we've given so much to learning, to embodying, to becoming, to to studying. And there's been a lot of sacrifice and depending on the timelines and soul contracts, like I've always felt like my soul purpose has always been to, to anchor the organic feminine blueprint on planet earth, the true organic feminine blueprint, because as a society, we have gotten so far away from what that actually looks like and we have become so fearful of it and diminished it and dismissed it and actually I feel like there's so much power in anchoring the true organic feminine blueprint, that true divine feminine, divine mother frequency back onto the earth and I feel like I've lived a lot of lifetimes where I've been tortured, humiliated, killed for for trying to anchor that and I've come back and back and back again and so the message from Hathor was... And this is for the woman that's like, I am a modern day priestess. That's what I came here for. We get to have it all in this lifetime. We don't have to sacrifice to be in our purpose, to be in our truth, to be in divine union, uh, to be in, you know, our fullest expression, to have wealth, boundless, endless wealth. We are It is our birthright to experience all of this, which doesn't mean that life is going to be perfect. We're always going to be tested. We're always going to be called forward. We're always going to be pulled into our highest expression through, like what I spoke about in the beginning, that descent into the darkness that is the divine feminine, death, rebirth, death, rebirth, destruction, chaos, and then beauty and magic. Leaning into that and accepting all of that allows that experience to be truly beautiful, life-altering and profound. And so that to me is the modern day priestess. It's the woman who walks her soul path in connection and devotion to the divine, to the divine mother, to creation. And I honestly believe that when we do that, we get to experience all of the magic, all of the beauty, the sisterhood, the divine union, motherhood in whatever form that looks like for us, birthing of our businesses, walking in our purpose you know, having abundance and wealth. And so walking this path 
the path of the priestess will allow you to have and experience all of that if you're really truly willing to say yes to yourself and meet yourself in that place. So it's really about claiming it all. And so that's my share on what this has looked like for me. And I want to say thank you for joining me in my first ever recorded episode of this podcast. It's been such a long time coming and um, I was intending to create it a couple of years ago and then a lot of things happened in my life and I look back on it now and it's like such a beautiful example of trusting the timing of life because what I've got to share now feels so much more aligned and I'm glad that it's happening now. I'm truly glad. And so what I wanted to share just to close this out was just a channeled message for you today, a priestess channeled message, which is the concept of the shamanic journey of the vision quest of you attuning to your highest purpose and destiny. And the question around that is what old perceptions do you need to shed in order to live fully from your truth and purpose? That's just something that you get to sink into and dive into. And so the path of the priestess, such a beautiful path to walk. I'm so excited to continue going on this journey with you. Thank you for being here with me today. And, um, Yeah, there'll be plenty more magical episodes to come with me sharing more about my journey and my connection to this this beautiful, beautiful path. So thank you, beautiful soul. Wishing you a magical day and I will see you very soon. Okay, so that is it for today's episode. If something in this podcast speaks or spoke to you, I invite you to share it on Instagram or Facebook and then tag me so I can share it too and we can connect. And if it feels aligned, I would so deeply appreciate if you would leave a review so that other people can find this podcast as well. My socials are linked in the show notes, as well as links to find out more about me and my work. And finally, please make sure to subscribe so you can stay up to date with all of the goodness I have planned for this platform, of which there is a lot. See you on the next episode.